This horse racing strategy in Florida Derby edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hey, this is John Sally, and you listen to SGPN. Let it ride. The sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. No, I'm just here. It's a great day for alt football leagues. It's also a great day because we're at the races. I got the shades ready to go. <laughs> I, Where's I, your newspaper, Ryan? Uh, you need a rolled up newspaper uh, to bang on the table. Unfortunately, you know, the back, it's still the muscle relaxers. They're getting to the mind. I did forget <laughs> my racing form today. All right, man. We have a. Uh, but we don't need a racing form because we no, have. No, we a, have a, a. We have a human racing form. We're going to bring them on in just a second. Before we get to that, obviously, you got to shout out. Winbet.com. Head over to winbet.com. Download the Winbet Any Betting app. Bet big, win bigger with Winbet. Final four this Saturday, national championship on Monday. So many, so many opportunities to get paid. If you're watching this live on YouTube, you are in the Winbet Win Hour. What does that mean? Reduced juice on the final four games. Again, if you're betting on games, why would you not want to bet? At reduced juice, don't understand why you wouldn't. Uh, plus, they got a sweet uh, little free play action here. All users, fifty dollars free bet when they win, lose, or push for fifty dollars bets on Saturday or Sunday's basketball games, and then you can use that bonus play uh, towards any of the upcoming college basketball action, aka the national championship or the NBA. All you gotta do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you're someone that has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 All right, Ryan, joining mm. us here on the podcast. Mr. Matthew DeSantis. He's a horse racing expert. Uh, Matt, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me guys. Uh, always enjoy talking to you and uh, look forward to diving into some fun cards over the weekend. Yeah, we got, we got so much to announce. Obviously stable duel is our horse racing DFS partner. They're hooking up uh, the D We have a free SGPN contest on Friday at the Tampa Bay downs completely free to enter. $300 in cash prizes up for grabs, as well as 
some free SGPN merch, and a couple entries to the Florida Derby jackpot, which is on Saturday. So Saturday is the big money race. Sixty dollars to enter, or maybe you win or. some money on Friday. Maybe you win a free ticket on Friday in the free race at Tampa Bay Downs. Take that over to the Gulf Coast and cash big on Saturday. Head over to stableduel.com to get started. Now, uh, Matt, fucking pro, uh, Matt. Do you like by going by Matt or Matthew? What do you prefer? Uh, either way, I'll okay. respond Ooh. to anything. I so. like it. I like it. Well, Just, Sean's about to slide in, Maddie. So now, now that you said whatever yeah. works, what my my friends from Philly call me Maddie. Uh, you oh. know, they they joke. They call me Midnight Maddie because I was on Midnight Bourbon way too much this year. Uh, <laughs> All right, and so now you are officially Midnight Maddie. Uh, <laughs> Mid- your your Twitter handle of uh, yeah. it, it really impressed me is at failed to menace. For people who are not uh, diehard horse racing people, walk us through yeah. where you got that Twitter name. Yeah. So if you look at a racing form next to every single line, every single race of a horse, they have some notes. And usually the notes are very abbreviated, three wide, second place, you know, these sorts of things bumped at the start. And then for some horses, they just have a phrase failed to menace. And I always thought it was oddly poetic when, when everything else is highly abbreviated, they had this phrase and it also cracks me up that it, it assumes that there's intent on behalf of the horse to menace other horses. <laughs> so yeah, just always made me laugh. So, so when I, I wait, had and, to create a Twitter handle. I, I and what is that. it, what does it actually mean that the horse didn't bump any other horses that it, that it failed to like make a push there late, it basically failed to make a push, failed to really make an impression in a lot of ways. Uh, and just kind of then faded back into kind of mid pack or, or towards the end. But, uh, yeah, I just always had a, you know, an image when I was a little kid of a horse making an angry face at somebody else trying to menace them. So it, it does, yeah, it does bring up a certain visual of a, like you said, an angry horse or a, yeah. hey, a, a failed to menace horse. He's, he's just hanging out in the back. Like, ah, oh, come on guys. Why can't we all win the yeah. race. You know, we can, we can just all be listen. winners. Yeah. yeah you finish just, first. I'll finish second. We all get along. Everything's fine. So let's just, let's just hang yeah. in the, out in the back. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you, uh, how do you get to be a horse racing handicapper? Uh, obviously you write for our site, right? For a number yeah. of sites, but how, how do you get involved in that game? You, you have to have a tremendous knowledge, but give us your, give us your real quick bio here into horse racing. Yeah. So I grew up in Southeastern Pennsylvania. My dad from a young age took me to Penn national, uh, which was just right (laughs) down the road. And you know, from when I was 10 years old, I took my allowance money there. My dad taught me how to read a racing form and I would put $2 on every race. And I remember I spent 20 bucks that first day and I won $26. And I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. And I've been hooked ever since. So just, you know, and when it comes to handicapping, honestly, it's just about continuing to learn, continuing to read those forms, just keeping up with the sport and just kind of immersing yourself in all the data that's out there. Uh, so it's just a lot of time, but it's a lot of fun. Well, and, th- and that's interesting. You well, say like evolve with the sport. I know Colby's always bitching about uh, there's too much passing in the NFL. There's <laughs> domes, et cetera. Yeah. Is there, are there similar changes happening in the horse racing yes. world where, Oh, Hey, they're letting them They're They're not letting them play. They're calling <laughs> pass interference too much. Like what, what has changed in the horse racing world over the years? I think there's an increased, just like all sports, there's been an increased emphasis on analytics. You talk about speed figures. You start talking about pace figures that you can start looking at how horses run different fractions of the race, the early part, the middle part, the late part, so many numbers there. And then on top of that, there's also new variables. Sometimes great example of this on Saturday, we're probably going to see it. 
So at Gulfstream Park, they unveiled an all-weather synthetic track, which is referred to as the tapita surface. Nobody liked playing the tapita <laughs> surface uh, from a gambling standpoint. I loved it because I figured it out pretty early. Uh, that you just don't bet on early speed and because it follows fades. But sometimes new surfaces pop up, especially with a lot of synthetics. You look at Golden Gate, you look at Woodbine, Turfway Park. A lot of tracks are moving to that synthetic. It's safer for the horses. So that's a new variable for people to consider when they're playing tracks. No, don't, don't. We shouldn't tell Colby about this turf and, and horses, there, or Sean for that matter. Is there a correlation of more ACL tears of the horse on the synthetic turf? Is there? You said it's safer for the horses, so yeah. in this, it, it's kind of almost opposite to uh, football. We're playing on turf, you know, whatever. It's it's up for debate and research, but it makes you faster. Well, yeah. the, that uh, I, listen, you and I both watched a lot of games at Veteran Stadium. Oh yeah, and, and nobody <laughs> nobody emerged from that stadium on the stage. No, no. Uh, and so uh, yeah, it's interesting. So generally speaking in horse racing, turf is considered the safest uh, surface. Uh, it's the most natural surface for horses to run on. So it's considered the safest dirt is a little bit more sketchy. Sometimes that's where you'll see a lot more breakdowns regularly, things like that. Synthetic is kind of this best of both worlds. It gives you the same sort of speed that you see on dirt, but it's also a little bit safer. So um, I, I, I think you're going to see more and more tracks moving in that direction over the next 10 years, probably. Oh, this is wild. This I, is I, always I, something, man. I was always uh, new, always new changes to the game. No, I, I like it. Um, big and and we'll get we'll start talking uh the about the the races on Friday, the the Saturday stuff, but I, I would still like some big picture stuff. When you open up your race card, I, I don't know, do yeah. you do you do you still do pen and paper? I feel like horse racing guys <laughs> are maybe the last breed of old school. What do you what walk us through your process? You fire it up, yeah. you see who's running. Do you, oh, yeah. do you already have an idea or do you come in with a blank slate? I try to come in with as much of a blank slate as possible, particularly for the undercard, you know, those claiming races, you know, maiden races, you, you don't know who's running until you start looking. Uh, when I'm at the track, I always like to have a paper form. I like to have a pen. I like to mark yeah. it up when I'm at home. Obviously I'm just doing everything on my laptop. A lot of times I like to use multiple forms. I'll use daily racing form. I'll use time form us, which are two different. They kind of measure speed in different ways. So I like to kind of balance between those two a lot. Uh, but yeah, just like to go through it and try to look at it with pretty innocent eyes. Not a lot of bias. Uh, you know, just because a horse might've won you a lot of money last time out doesn't mean it's a good horse to bet on this time out. So you gotta, you gotta divorce yourself from that and kind of look at every race unto its own thing. I like it's it. almost like he's listening to the show and he's <laughs> warning you not to find the buddy Bayham of yeah. Divorce buy. the horse. I like that's a good <laughs> phrase because I, I admittedly, I sometimes yeah. bet with my heart, although I do like Philadelphia yeah. to win it. All. And you love animals. <laughs> I do like I do like animals. They're uh, they're fun to watch. So if you were coming in, uh, let's say someone they're not a hardcore horse person. Yeah, they just fired up the Stable Duel app. They go, hey, I'm yeah. gonna get my hoof wet here with this free race. Yeah, what what what's like some easy early stuff for them to wrap their head around? They don't have yeah. time for horse racing analytics. They'll read your yeah. article, but what what could the layperson do to like get themselves going in horse racing? I would say so stable duel is really great. So when you when you start to enter the contest, you can click on each individual horse that's racing and you can see very brief statistics. And I would say if you're just getting started, the two things that I would be looking at are how often does this horse finish in the money? Uh so how often does this first horse finish first, second or third? And then I would also look at how often does this horse run the distance that it's going to be running that day. Uh cuz you'll see on the app the last couple of races. And so you can get a sense of, 
oh, this horse usually runs five furlongs, which is a sprint race. Now this horse is running a mile today. That doesn't seem like a very good bet. And so just little things like that, I think those can be, if you're just starting off, that's the way to go. Of course, my sister, who has never been to a horse race in her life, just started playing on uh, Stable Duel a couple of weeks ago. She purely picks horses based upon how much she likes their names. Well, of course. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and you'll be glad to know she actually has won yeah. two free rides uh, over the last three weeks <laughs> using that, that method. That's so how sometimes it works. you just throw it all out. They <laughs> they know she's new and they're just getting their <laughs> the they're, horse racing gods. They're it, sinking that hook in deep. It, it's, I, I, I will say, as someone who used to look at the racing forms once upon a time, uh, un, you know, definitely not legal at the time at the Meadowlands, <laughs> uh, aka now the new. Uh, whatever they call that uh, horrible casino there. Look, the met, the Meadowlands, it was all like the, 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 it was all about knowing how to read the racing form. And there mm-hmm. was tons of information there, but this, as far as like a, you know, like a DK style profile or, or whatever, like a fantasy profile on a horse, I, I will say this does make it easier. And honestly, they, they capture a lot of information that you can't really find simply put in the, on the internet, unless you want to go the route of like the overly detailed bit of information. So I, I like that. I, I, I've been poking around in here. I was doing some scouting, Sean. I, I, I realized like I realized I was eligible for the free entry. So yeah, everyone, around everyone here. is eligible. Maybe uh, get, you know, pat our stable dual account. All right, let's uh, let's just get into it. So again, <laughs> Sean, yep. Sean's got the app open. He doesn't want to hear any more bullshit other no, than picks. He needs to know what we're betting on. Yeah, I got I got, I got the stable dual app going. I'm ready to ride, as the kids Love say. It. Okay, so we're picking. You have fifty thousand total dollars in mm-hmm. uh, in horse dollars here to use. <laughs> What's dollars? Uh, you're just dollars. buying horses. With it. <laughs> and, and again, this is the Tampa Bay Downs on Friday. The three hundred dollar free roll. Okay. I'm firing it up first horse. I, I think maybe it'll just be easier if we go by races and, yeah, and maybe you absolutely. just throw out some of the horses you like kicking yeah. things off race one here, the maiden claiming uh, which one of these horses stand out to you for me. I'll tell you one <laughs> horse. I'm not playing uh, mm. rum, rum, not bourbon. No way. I'm bourbon <laughs> over rum. If there's, if there's like a rival horse called bourbon better than rum, I'm playing that guy. But not interested in rum and not bourbon, which uh, any of these other horses uh, you interested in at these prices? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So it's funny. It's funny how you picked You faded a horse because of its name. I faded a horse for a completely different reason. The same horse. I actually just hate horses that are making their debut on the inside post. That's a really tough spot uh, to, to a lot of young horses have uh, struggle there. So I would have liked that horse more on the outside. So I actually like uh, in that race, the number six uh, Marisco, uh, the uh, six horse that's going off at three to one. It's going to cost you $8,000 on stable duel. That's maybe a little bit more than I would like to normally spend in this type of a race. Normally maiden claimers. I'd like to go cheap. There's not really a lot of good and expensive horses here, uh, but this is a horse that I think had a promising uh, debut, just got off a little slow, but was making up ground throughout the rest of that race. Also now is adding blinkers. So it's going to be faster out of the gate. It's drawing that outside post position trainers winning at 20% at Tampa. So I like all those things together. I like the six in this one. First one. What do you mean? Uh, adding blinkers? 
Yeah. So when uh, horses add blinkers, it's just something they put around the horse's head. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. It, the, uh... Yeah. It just, it, it forces them to focus. And a lot of times when you see a horse adding blinkers, they're going to get out of the gate a lot faster Love uh, it. and they're just going to be more engaged. So the problem last time was this horse just got out really slow, but kept on and was making up ground late. If this horse just breaks better, I like its chances. Hmm, all right. Sold me. Just, just took out my <laughs> virtual pencil and, and penciled in. Uh, no. And, and uh maiden again is maiden claiming means that these are yeah. horses running their first races, right? It, horses that have never won before. So some oh, of these okay, horses right. have run, you know, seven, eight, 10, 12 times in some cases, uh, but they've never won. So all maiden races are horses that have never won. Generally speaking, for people who don't play often, a maiden special weight is kind of the more prestigious maiden race. A maiden claiming race is, uh, you know, a little bit, it's a tier below that. Uh, so these horses maybe just haven't really shown much in practice, haven't shown much on the track, the workout track, uh, and they're trying to get the horse claim for maybe $16,000 in this case. This is like the uh, the auction down like uh, on the farmer's land as compared to the fancy New York City auction. Uh, yeah, you, got, you know, like just a slightly different caliber of item. <laughs> one step, one step down. Okay, race two. It's another claiming race. What uh, what pops out of you here, uh, Matt? Yeah. So I'm all the way out on the favorite preferred outcomes. That horse, from a stable duel perspective, that horse may very well win. But I will be damned if I'm going to pay ninety five hundred dollars yeah. uh, for a horse that's going off a three to two morning line that doesn't really win that often. So um, it, it likes coming in second a lot. And it, you know, when you're playing stable duel, it's about return on investment. So if I'm going to spend ninety five hundred dollars, I better get the points for a win uh, from that. So I'm not sure I'm going to do that. So therefore, I'm going to go to the outside. I'm going to go with the number six horse, Gmo, at six to one. This horse is only going to cost you $5,000. So a little bit less expensive. Uh, and this is a horse that, you know, like I said, is pretty consistent. And if you go back looking over those past performances, uh, you know, in the racing form, you'll see this horse always seems to have trouble, gets strung out really wide, gets bumped at the start. So there's a lot of excuses. You can draw a line through a lot of races. Like I said, I'm, I don't love anyone in this spot, but I think this horse at least doesn't cost you that much money. I'm going to go a little bit of a long shot here oh, right now at 10 to one uh, yeah. Philo who has six first places, eight, a second place wow, okay. and only yeah. 48 starts. So almost winning at a uh, 10% clip and he's only $1,000, a 10 to one, just going to save a couple bucks here. I, you made a great case for uh GMO, but I, I'm going to mix it up. Take uh, Philo there. Do you have any uh, no, any I'm background not. on Philo? No, hold on a second. I'm I'm going to listen. Uh, I'm going to take your your normal strategy of just copying our experts. Yeah, well, that usually, I like to mix. We can't all no. have the same lineup. I I think Gmo is an interesting horse. So one of the things that you if you dig into the racing form, this is a horse that actually likes running on synthetic and turf, maybe a little mm -hmm. bit more than dirt. And so this run on dirt the last few times out has finished a little bit further back. I do think for a thousand dollars in this race when you especially when you don't have a lot of horses, if it's a 12 horse field, then it's sort of kind of risky to go with a thousand dollar horse in a six horse field. The thing about stable duel is you get positive points for horses that finish fifth or higher. So all this horse has to do is beat one other horse 
and it's going to get you positive points. So that's not a bad investment in in this race at all. I, I like that. See, point. Ryan, next level, uh, and, next level and horse racing DFS. I'm, guy I'm right also here. seeing that uh, Midnight Maddie, also clear <laughs> professional. The way he was able to just fire back, come it, back like, with some sort of nugget to not make not make me look like a complete. Felt idiot. like I was watching one of those high level uh, ping pong matches. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I need more picks. Race three. <laughs> yeah. We another uh, maiden claiming this time on turf, and this is a big race. Fourteen different horses oh in God. there, yeah. uh, a couple different uh, mega favorites. We have uh, Bella Cascada at seven thousand, Luna's Treasure eight thousand. Lot to pick from here. Uh, w- what are you doing with this race? So this is one where you you want to talk about next level. This is where handicap. You got to get the weather app out. You got to check the weather because here's the thing: it's going to thunderstorm and rain at Tampa tomorrow. Maybe they take this race off the turf. Ooh. That's something you got to consider. And if they run it on the dirt, that's a different dynamic. Now, if they run on dirt, if they do take this off, then I think you got to go with Luna's Treasure. This horse just has the absolute best form on dirt. Uh, I think that's kind of the obvious choice. But if this stays on turf, I'm going to go with the number six Song of the Heart, nine to two, sixty-five hundred dollars. So not too expensive. This was a horse that. Uh, just, you know, didn't run great last time. It was just a little rusty off the bench. It'd come off after a workout uh, or after a pretty long layoff. Then the next race gets taken off of turf. This course clearly prefers running on grass. Finally, last time out runs on turf runs really well. Uh, and now is back on that surface is actually dropping down a little bit in class. So um, I like that six song of the heart. If it stays on the turf. No, I like this six six six. We're just, oh, right. we're just, and Worship by the way, the as, as someone who uh, again deep into horse racing, like once you get into the teens, like I was not aware that the commander's colors were also the number fourteen's <laughs> colors. I, I didn't know that. Yes. So the other thing to keep in mind is that 11, 12, 13, and fourteen are what's called also eligible horses. So they're not scheduled to race unless there's a scratch. In the other ten horses. Okay. So when you're build when you're building out your stable, just be aware of that. That if you select one of those, check back right before the race to see if that horse was scratched out, uh, because you're eligible to pick them right now, but they may not. They usually don't run. Oh, that's a good nugget. Yeah. So want to stay from the 11, 12, 13, and fourteen, unless you got a good tip from some guy, and then and then right. maybe, <laughs> but definitely check back in before a race. And you should do yeah. that. I would True imagine game time decision for all these, all any race you enter, right? Because absolutely, you're able to adjust with late scratches and stuff like that. Similar yeah. to if you're playing it for football, uh, hey, this guy's a game time decision. He's not going to go. Yeah. What are you going to do? The yeah. Michael Thomas. And the, and the nice part about stable duel is, even once the races are run, let's say you have a horse in the third race and it's a gate scratch, meaning that it was going to run and then something happened right before they went off. They scratched the horse. Here's the beauty. All's not lost. You can still go in the stable duel app, replace that horse with another horse later in the card uh, and can mm. kind of right, get right back in it. So you're not losing your investment. You're not losing your money. You're not getting zero points. Oh, that's it great. Is one advantage over like the, the sports DFS analogy, you have the start Late times swap. are all stacked. So there, there's no like concurrent lock. Yeah. That's also interesting. All right. Yeah. Ra- uh, race four, another maiden claiming uh, this time scheduled to go on dirt as is. What do you, what do you like out of that race? Uh, I'll go with uh, again. I'm, I, I try to, one of the things you'll see with me when I play stable duels, I really try to avoid spending up for 
you know, horses that are $9,000, $10,000, things like that. So in this race, I'll probably go with the six horse, amazing graces, joy, uh, horses, six to one. Uh, this is the, (laughs) I didn't realize I picked four straight number sixes, Uh, but the, uh, uh, this horse is $5,000 didn't run great last time, but that was coming off a layoff. Uh, this is now the third back in this cycle. You have a really solid jockey in Camacho who's winning at a 19% clip uh, that's wow. coming on board. And this is also not an overwhelming field. So I just, I like the chances of this horse at six to one to get to the winner's circle. And the thing is, even if this horse doesn't win, I can't see this horse finishing much worse than the second or third. And that's still going to bank you somewhere between about 35 and 40 points. And that's the key as someone who has cashed a uh, stable duel before. I know. You know, not not a not two hundred thousand dollars, but you know, t- day, took right. down took down a couple bucks. <laughs> it's all about banking points. Uh, race. It, are you getting off the wagon? Or you, no, are I'm, you following? I'm, I'm the riding. Yeah, here? yeah, okay. yeah. Six, 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 six. Let's go. <laughs> race, race five. Another maiden claiming race. This time at, on turf as well. Fourteen yep. horses. Again, some of those uh, possible uh, late replacements. What's uh, jumping out of you uh, on the sheet here? Yeah, I think this is a race where I'm going to go a little bit more inexpensive. I'll probably go with the number four horse, Midnight Tequila. Uh, I will say the number six Great horse game. is actually an interesting play as well. Uh, but the uh, the four horse, Midnight Tequila, uh, one of the things of looking at the uh, for, you know, the racing forms is you get to see these uh, speed figures. This horse really perked up, had a much better performance on turf. So this horse clearly prefers one surface over the other. I think it's only going to build on that uh, for eight to one, $3,000. This is one where you can save a little bit of money. Uh, I think this horse really will like stretching out as well uh, and taking on that extra distance. So I like midnight tequila in this spot. I do think the number six assert dominance, is, which is going off at 10 to one for a thousand dollars is is a, is a nice play. If you need to save a little bit more money, uh, that's a horse that's also done a nice job since transitioning to turf uh, from running on dirt previously. All right. I, I might toss him in there as well. I, I, I'm always down for a fun long shot. What about uh next race starter optional uh, claiming? What does, what does that mean? Term wise? Yeah. So it's, it's basically just another variation of a claiming race. So uh, it just depends on uh, whether or not it, the horse is going to run for a claiming tag or not. So they can run in this race, but not open the horse up to getting claimed. So it's a nice way for trainers and owners to keep the horse from getting claimed in the spot. It's like but you're uh, not really running against like so the next level up would be like allowance races and those are much better horses. So it's mm. a way of kind of shielding them from that level, but making sure your horse doesn't get claimed. So kind of like a B team race, right? Like a yeah. protect, like a protected pick, you know. Oh, okay. I get it. You <laughs> yeah. want to top wanna, seven protected? Yeah, yeah exactly. You want to <laughs> flash, but you don't want to let the at the asset go. Uh, Hasty Lady is a massive favorite, ninety eight hundred. I assume you're going to stay away from her. Uh, because you don't like paying up for these horses, right? Uh, yeah. And also this is a horse that it, when you look into past performance had been running at Thistledown, uh, which is a track up in the Midwest. And once it came to Tampa really has not done well. So this is a horse. You always have to be aware of that, that sometimes when horses go from one track to another, you're going against better competition, kind of like going up from double A to triple A in baseball or something like that. So Tampa's has a little bit stronger fields. And this horse was just crushing things at Thistledown comes to Tampa. Things don't go quite as well. Uh, so I probably would avoid this horse. Um, I'll go with the number six, actually back to the six, uh, Hell yeah. up, uh, the four horse or going off at four to one, I should say for $7,000. This horse has been on a roll lately at Tampa. I like that. This horse also has been showing consistent improvement from race to race. Uh, you always have to be worried when a race just kind of pops out 
looks like an anomaly, but I like it when you can see a horse stacking several good performances back to back to back. And I think that's what T-Up is doing. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Ornery Angel. Oh, that's goodness. a nice play. That's oh. a nice play. It, it, the price you, is uh, pretty good coming Sharp. off a first place finish as well uh, on dirt. Seven uh, first places out of 24 starts. Matt, what's the uh, midnight, Matt? And of course, midnight, Matt went with the uh, midnight tequila horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what is the strategy of having two? Like, I also like your your play there for a tee up. Is mm-hmm. it is it poor strategy to have like two uh, decently priced horses in the same race, or is there some logic to that? What's your take on it? Yeah, there's some logic to it. I think especially because that other uh, ornery angel who I like a lot doesn't turn in bad performances. That's one thing I like. This horse is not going to get you negative points. And so uh, what I like about that is neither of those horses are too expensive, 7,000, 6,000. So here's the thing. It's a nine race card. You have to pick 10 horses. So you're going to have to double up in one of these races. Yeah. And you might as if if you find two horses that you like, at, you know, for $13,000 combined, that's not that bad. Uh, so I say, go ahead and do it. If you have a good feel for both of those horses, then try to catch the exacta. And that's a hundred points uh, on stable duel. So I just did that earlier this morning on uh, the first race at Gulfstream. So, you know, you know it, it definitely works. <laughs> You got Ryan all excited talking exactus. Well, I, I, I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, I'm really underprepared. Uh, there's, bo- uh, there's, of course, there's bonuses for this type of deal. Yeah, why not? They're, they're hardcore degens. A race seven, another, uh, another uh, race here on dirt. Eight horses. What are we looking at here, Matt? Who's, who's jumping out of you? So I'm gonna go really cheap here. I'm gonna go with a big long shot. I like the number eight, Princess Livia. 12 to one, only $750. This is where you can start saving some money to afford some of those more expensive horses. This horse is get this eight for 10 finishing in the top three at Tampa. This horse is 10 for 13 finishing in the top three at this distance. I don't understand why this horse is 12 to one, but I'll gladly take it from a stable dual perspective. And the real kicker is last time out, this horse finished right behind Bellarific. Bellarific, who's in this race is going off at four to one. So you, mm. you get the horse that finished right behind Bellerific for 12 to one. I'll take that all day. So I just think that's a really safe play for a long shot. That's going on. That's going to save you a lot of money later on. When I, when we usually play, uh, fo- what, what time do we think this race is going to go <laughs> off exactly tomorrow? Cause I'm going to set a reminder. Oh, we're going to, we're going to have the uh, God's I mean, eye fired. This off. horse is going to get bet down. This horse, I'd be surprised if this horse doesn't get bet down to about five to one, oh, but I wow. think even at that price, it's not bad. Oh, what a deal we're getting right now. <laughs> <God. laughs> Uh, Mike, next question before we get to these last couple of races here. When I play in football DFS, I generally like to max out all my salary. When you're putting together yep. your lineup, do you I, obviously you can't go over, but are you worried? Like if yeah. you fill out the the ten horses you like and you have two thousand dollars, three thousand dollars left over, do you go back and go maybe I should upgrade some of these horses, or do you go, hey, who needs it? A little bit of both. It just depends on how you feel about the card. But if you feel good about a card, if you feel good about your picks, then I just say walk away. Don't sit there and try to talk yourself into more expensive horses just Just to say, well, I used up all my salary. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I usually leave, and here's the other thing is I usually leave $1,000, $1,500 on the table, so to speak. Uh, And the reason I do that is if there is a late scratch, it gives me more flexibility Mm. because I don't have to replace that horse with a horse that costs the exact same amount of money because yeah, that might point. really limit my choices. So it gives me a little bit of flexibility. Oh, I can afford a slightly more expensive horse now. So that helps out. But uh, 
I, like I, I say always, yeah, give yourself some uh, wiggle room. And I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I finished in the money uh, at Laurel and uh, which is up here in Maryland for the one stable dual game. I think I had $5,000 left over. Yeah. I think I finished second in that contest. So you know, Hell yeah. you never know. Well, uh, I think there's plenty of situations like this where the opening number doesn't quite resemble the closing number and in horse racing, that's all that really matters. So with, with the DFS concept and the pricing so early, I mean, you can spend less money like that turns into being overweight implied once, yeah. once the closing number. So I, I would imagine so yeah, it's not point, quite as an efficient market. Princess Livia, since it's DFS, she's locked in at $750. Cause you got, you can put it in early, but in yeah. reality, she's probably a two to $3,000 horse uh, when it actually comes to race time. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. We got a, a live YouTube, a question here, Richard Gersberger legend. Uh, he's wanting to know, do you use GSR or jockey trainer combos? Oh, good question. So I do, especially at a track like Tampa, I tend to use jockey trainer combos a little bit. Uh, I like that. Uh, a lot of times it's, I think that's particularly important at secondary tracks like a Tampa, like a Sam Houston, uh, just thinking of some of the other tracks that stable dual has where I think you can absolutely find these jockey trainer combos that really blow up. And so, and just whenever they team up, they're winning at a 35, 40, 45% clip that can really give you uh, a, a, an in on a horse that maybe from a morning line standpoint, just like we were talking about, maybe really undervalued, but you see, yeah. man, this is a jockey trainer. That's really firing at a high rate. So I, I like using those stats quite a bit. Race eight, another uh, allowance optional claiming race on dirt, nine horses. What growl tiger is uh, a dominant favorite here at 11,000. I mean, I, <laughs> why has no one clipped that sound effect yet? I'm disappointed in the audience growl tiger. I may throw in because I only have oh, one horse left shock. and 11,000. It's perfect. But am I crazy to, to do that? Matt, what would you do here? You're not crazy. I don't, I don't blame you. I probably, if I had that much money left over, I'd probably go with the eight life charger. I think that's a solid horse okay. uh, who ran well coming back from a layoff. It gives you a little bit of flexibility still. Uh, All right. The I, thing about growl tiger is this horse is coming off a massive layoff. Mm. Uh, and so that's always a concern. Usually horses need a race after mm. a long layoff just to get their legs back under them and, and to run well. So that's always something, even if, even if he didn't cost $11,000, I would still be a little wary of that horse just because of the layoff. All right, why do you, why do you think he's priced so high then? He's so he's dropping down in class significantly. Okay. So he was running much better races at much stronger tracks against much better competition before the layoff. Now he's dropping down in class. Uh, so it's like so, a triple A rehab stint for him. Very much, very much. And how oftentimes when you see a triple A rehab stint, do you see a guy they who's still get an all star? Yeah you know, go oh for his first eight or something like that. And Takes then he gets fired and blows everything up. My so. favorite part of our analogies is we keep referencing baseball, something we <laughs> rarely talk about on the show. Yeah, you know, it's right there. Uh, so you're but saying, I, I, yeah, I, I, so I think a uh, life charge, life charge. Right. I also think I would say also the nine uh, forward motion. This is a horse that's only going to cost you a thousand dollars, a 10 to one. This horse is coming off a little bit of a layoff, but speaking of trainer stats, this trainer has really good statistics uh, in terms of getting horses ready to come out of a, of a long layoff, uh, winning it over a 25% clip coming mm. off a long layoff. So you like to see that this horse also is seven for 11 finishing in the top three at Tampa three for four finishing in the top three at this distance. So I like those factors, cheap horse, cheap play. 
uh, if you're looking to try to save some money in your stable. Love it. All right. Final race, race nine, claiming on dirt for Friday. Again, remember this uh, go to the Tampa Bay Downs Friday for the stable dual app, enter the uh, free SGPN race. Any, uh, any horses here in the nine race you like? Yeah, I'd probably go with the five R Tenderoni uh, at nine to two. Uh, it's that's going to cost you 6,500. It is a great name. Uh, this horse, the thing I like about this horse is it seems to like this distance, which I think is important. Uh, this horse also has really consistent speed figures. We talked earlier about a horse, Ornery Angel, who just kind of always turns in very consistent performances. Same thing, same thing with our Tenderoni. Uh, and this horse is also dropping down a little bit in class after stepping up last time out and trying the turf. So I think if you look at that last race and go, ah, I don't know about this last race, don't worry about that last race. It was on a different surface, chuck it, and look at what how this horse was doing before that. I have six thousand two hundred and fifty dollars remaining. <laughs> See, I have Did I, I do it wrong? I have forty seven hundred and I and I feel I'm like I'm gonna go spot. I'm no. not touching yeah. you like the horses, you you're good to go. All right. Yeah. Again, uh make sure you enter the free a stable dual oh, SGPN race. We're gonna slide over to the uh Florida Derby and the forty thousand dollars in prizes. Again, uh that's pretty awesome. Uh, $40,000 up for grabs. And, and the uh, the best part about stable duel is you don't have to finish in the top 10. You don't have to finish in the top 20. You can really finish in the top 50 or so, and you'll still double up that $60 investment. So if you, you know, $60 to enter, obviously if you win the SGPN contest, Mm. uh, you know, get chosen as a free entry. But if you spend the 60, you can still double up your entry with $120 winning. If, as long as you finish in the top 50, Ryan, That's pretty easy to do. You know this guy's a real pro. He called the sixty dollars an investment. Didn't oh. call it a bet. <laughs> didn't call it a gamble. We're investing in daily fantasy horse racing. All right, we are not degenerates. All right, real quick, I want to. I do like that though. I do like how they spread the prize oh, out a little bit more. It's not quite the full blown GPP. Yeah, it's it's not as crazy like lottery tickety. But uh, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm already Sorry. I'm already salivating. Uh, make sure you check out propsoft.com. <laughs> Where America goes to buy and sell Please. real sports bets. We just had uh, someone hit us up on uh, Twitter yeah. asking, "Hey, should I hedge out? I have UNC hundred to one. I have forty dollars to win four thousand. Should I hedge?" They were presented a cash out option of five hundred dollars. Prop swap. Meanwhile, that same ticket selling for uh, six hundred and seventy. So, uh, perfect option. Or maybe he should buy some Duke futures. There's a bunch of ways if you're sweating out March Madness, the Final Four, yeah. as things come down to the wire here with the futures, you may just want to head over to propswap.com. Use that promo code SGP, instant deposit bonus, dollar for dollar, up to $500. Propswap.com, promo code SGP. Okay, here we go. Granddaddy owed them all $60 investment, and I'm ready I'm in. to roll. We got, <laughs> again, uh, oh, a bunch of races, 14 races. Ooh. So yeah. maybe we. So- so one of the things about this, and they just released the morning line. So we're just seeing what the prices are going to be for different horses. But one of the things that when you have 14 races, obviously you're, you can skip lots of races yeah. and that's something I, I like doing. So if I don't have a good feel for a card race, I just skip it, move on. Don't think twice about it. And with something like this, you skip, obviously you're going to have to skip four, but I I remember at Pegasus day, they had roughly the same amount of races. I think I skipped six or seven races and I just played kind of, I was like, I really have a good feel for these seven or eight races at the end of the card. I'm going to have all my picks from these seven or eight races. 
I ended up coming in fifth and seventh with two different entries and winning about $3,000 that day. So Hell uh, worked yeah. out. All right. Uh, maybe instead of going just race uh, through race, since there are 14, why don't we just highlight some of your, why don't you start with some of your bigger money favorites? I know you don't play a ton of them, but maybe yeah. some of the higher priced horses you like in these particular spots, and then yeah. we'll slide over and maybe give us a handful of some long shot stuff you like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think one of the favorites you're going to have to look at is actually in the, uh, in the 12th race I think Kathleen. O. Uh, that's a horse that's going to cost you $11,000. I just think she is by far and away the class of this field. Uh, and it's just a really, really special Philly. A lot of people are talking about secret oath this weekend, the Philly that's going up against the boys at the Arkansas Derby. Understandably. So a lot of people talking about, uh, uh, Echo Zulu last week who ran at the uh, fairgrounds. I think Kathleen O is right there with them. Ooh. This horse always gets into trouble early. And, but man, I have rarely seen a horse have a burst the way she does. You want to watch something impressive, go watch some of her races on YouTube. Really, really impressive stuff. And here's the beauty. She's breaking from the far outside. So she's not going to get into as much trouble. She's not going to get pinched between horses, things like that. So I, I like the post draw for, her. I know it's $11,000, but I think she's money in the bank for uh, bringing home a big win for you on stable. I like that. It's the, you need an escalate sometimes as a uh, foundational yeah, element it, round of, it your, out. of your lineup. Now, what, uh, what about some other, uh, a couple other uh, high priced uh, studs or fillies yeah, that you like? I'll go, yeah. I'll go straight to the, uh, the, the big race, the Florida Derby. And I'm all over simplification. I know it's the morning line favorite at five to two. It's going to cost you $8,500. I love this horse. I've, I love this horse since he broke his maiden with a 92 uh, back last November. I think this horse is just dynamite. And this horse broke terribly at the fountain at the Holy bull, I should say. And I thought the race was over and this short, this horse showed so much making up a ton of ground throughout finishing second. This horse came back, wins the fountain of youth. I just think this horse is only going to get better. Really love simplification in this spot running behind what I think is going to be a very, very strong pace up front with classic causeway white, barrio and potentially even charge at the Todd Pletcher horse. So I think uh, simplification is going to sit behind those three. See you later coming down the stretch. And no, wait, sorry. Uh, what race number is that one? one? Oh, it's That's the, the last very last one. one. Okay. 14. That is yep. actually considered the, it's uh, the derby, the derby itself. Yep. 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 And, and here's the other thing to keep in mind for people listening. Maybe you don't play Gulfstream park very often on big days like today uh, or on Saturday, I should say. Gulfstream can be very chalky, meaning the favorites tend to win a lot of the time. So it's not wise. You know, we just went through a Tampa and I was kind of fading a lot of the favorites. That's what's something to do during the weekdays. When it comes to a big weekend race at Gulfstream, you'd really be foolish not to have three, four, maybe even five big time favorites on your stable duel. Because a lot of times, especially on dirt, uh, those favorites always come in and, and, and do really well. Okay. Awesome. Uh, any other, any other big favorites that jump out at you before we move to a couple of fun long shots? Yeah. I think a, a horse like a uh, is a horse that I, I like a lot. This is a horse that had just uh, that's in the ninth race. This is a horse that just had an awful trip last time out and uh, just got, was in just all sorts of trouble. And I, it was one of those days, I think somebody commented on Twitter that it was the worst three race, three win day that Louis Saez, his jockey has ever had. Like Louis Saez was running great that day and just got that horse into so much trouble throughout the, the trip. And a bond's just a very, very classy horse. And I, I think it's going to get a perfect trip there. Uh, so I really like a bond in, in that spot as well. 
Uh, well, you don't have to sell us on taking Todd Pletcher horses. We understand what he's up to. He's Todd P. He's part of like Todd. I, I saw Todd. I've met Todd a couple times up in nice. Belmont. Great guy. Always, oh. always very, very nice. Everybody's got great things to say about him. We, he's he's member of the DGens only family. True DGens. Hashtag DGens only. Now, I, I know you just mentioned how th- these races, or you know, the Gulfstream Park in particular, you probably want to lean. Don't be afraid to eat some of that chalk. Of the uh, underdog, some long shots. Anything yep. uh, jump out at you on your card? Yeah, I think Wayburn, uh, the four horse in the tenth uh, race. Uh, I really like Wayburn in the spot. I know Wayburn's coming back from a little bit of a layoff, but this is a horse that's run against much, much, much better competition. Uh, and so I think in this spot, I mean, you talk about a horse in Wayburn that's run against Hot Rod Charlie, Midnight Bourbon, Essential Quality, Mandaloon, Burbonic. I mean, this horse has run against some of the best horses in his, uh, in his grade. Now he's going against, you know, albeit like a weaker field coming back from that layoff, which wasn't that long of a layoff just ran in September. So it's been a few months, but uh, I, I just think Weyburn at 10 to one for a thousand dollars. I love that play. Uh, I think that's a really effective uh, long shot to play. Oh, nice. Uh, what about boop, 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 yeah. boop. Sean's Sean, uh, basically just... what Sean is just casually asking you how he should be filling out his lineup. Here, no, I, that's what the audience wants to know. I am the, I, if I know anything, it's what the audience wants to hear. Uh, what are we betting on? How much are we betting? How much are we winning? I got to do it like the true horse racing glasses where you, they're just down a little further. Cause you also got to look at the other thing. Yeah. Uh, any oh, wow. other, um, any other fun, fun, uh, long shots here? Yeah, I'll give you one other one, and it's a big one uh, that's only going to cost you two hundred and fifty dollars on oh, Stable Duel, and oh. that is also in the very last race, the Florida Derby. I really like Strike Hard coming out of the one hole. Uh, that's a horse that's going off at twenty to one. I just think this is a horse that's a lot better than people realize. This horse finished right behind Simplification at the Mucho Macho Man, came back and had a really rough trip at the uh, Stephen F, uh, the Sam F Davis at Tampa. Uh, the inside post isn't great, but much like I just said with simplification. There's going to be a lot of early speed in that race and strike hard is a horse that comes charging late. I think that sets up perfectly. And the other thing is in big spots like this, I always like to pick a, you know, double up. So I'll take a simplification at $8,500. If I can take strike hard at $250. Now I got two horses for less than $9,000. That's below the average cost per horse in the game. So I can spend up in other races. Oh, love it. And I love how they have uh and to, to people who don't manage their budget correctly, they have zero dollar horses. Is that because they've been scratched or is that because they're <laughs> no, such long shots? It is because they're such long shots. Any That's horse great. that is thirty to one or higher is zero dollars. Uh, so when you are really if you're really scratch, if you're really uh, you know, a push for cash, then yep, you, you just spend your ten thousand fifty thousand dollars on nine horses and then pick a zero dollar horse <laughs> in your last spot. You know, I would love it if uh, the sports platforms would do that. Yeah, that's a give fun you some free uh, studs and duds. I love exactly. that strategy. It's a great yep. time. Oh man, so so jacked for Friday's race, the SGPN free play, the big action on Saturday, forty thousand dollars up for grabs in the Florida Derby. Want to say uh, thanks so much to uh, Matt Midnight Maddie, as we call him around yeah, here. Come on, new name. How did we not know about that <laughs> Matt already? Matt DeSantis. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter at failed to menace. You won't forget that Twitter handle at failed to menace. Check out all his writing uh, on our website, sports gambling podcast, 
Com as well. He's active in the horse racing Slack channel Thank as you well. For participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. Awesome times. Appreciate it. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Sean, we need to add nickname to our application. <laughs> Kramer, let it ride.